is huge. I mean, it's like a man. It, it's big. Kane, son. You still don't understand what you're dealing with, do you? Perfect organism. Just tell me one thing, Burke. You're going out there to destroy them, right? Not to study. Not to bring back. But to wipe them out. That's the plan. You have my word on it. All right, I'm in. Let's rock! Look on my works, ye mighty, and despair. Welcome to Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast. I am your host, Jamie Prater, and I'm joined by my co-host, Patrick Green. Hello, my friend. Hello, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's a sunny day here on the East Coast of the United States, and we have big things to talk about with two very special people today. We do. And I'd like to introduce our guests today, executive producer Robin Block and writer-director Ian Nathan. Thank you for coming on the show. My pleasure. Thank you. And if those names sound familiar to any of you listening, these gentlemen are two of a larger team involved in Aliens Expanded, a new, very different documentary coming out for fans, by fans. And we wanted to first of all get involved i heard about this project a while ago and i was kind of researching it thinking how do we get involved in this Um, because that's you know a documentary about an ip that you love and more specifically about the film that's the most celebrated within fandom i was like okay let's this is something that could be really really great for the community so i reached out and robin replied and it's been this roller coaster ever since and so i felt like the best way to get essentially your information out to a mass audience is for have is to have you guys come on our show. So thank you for joining the show. Absolutely delighted to be here. And I've got to say, Jamie, when you reached out to us over Twitter, I kind of did a little jump for joy because you were on our list of leaders in the aliens fandom that we definitely wanted to collaborate with and listen to. And as you're aware, we ran uh, for a few months this big fan consultation where we sort of shared our soul with the aliens fandom and uh, allow them to criticize what we were doing so we could make it better. Uh, and at the time of this recording, we'd, we're not quite a week into our crowdfunding campaign. It's, it's going so well. I'm so delighted. Um, but that wouldn't have happened without you and the other Aliens fan communities that we've been fortunate enough to collaborate with. For me, it's been absolutely eye-opening, the, the kind of level of enthusiasm and um, sort of consciousness about Aliens for me, it's both kind of a wonderful joy and absolutely terrifying at the same time because suddenly I realise all well, you guys I've got to answer to and be in front of, but it's it's fantastic. And in some ways, you're kind of the guys behind me. You're my team. You're kind of you're backing me up, and that's very reassuring as well because I know you guys know stuff I don't and appreciate things I don't and will bring ideas that I, I don't know about yet. And I'm really looking forward to, to having you with me. Uh, I'm not sure we know many things you don't, because Ian Nathan, <laughs> for those of you who might not have heard his previous appearance on A Perfect Organism or might not have already come across his work, wrote The Alien Vault, which is you know among the definitive pieces of literature on the subject. Also, Ridley Scott, a retrospective. So, Ian, you have a very long history with this franchise. Um, and I was surprised, actually. You know, before you came on, I wanted to make sure you hadn't done any other alien stuff recently that I somehow was unaware of. Yeah. You've also written like an incredible amount of books on other films. Like you have one yeah. on Wes Anderson that just came out as well. So you really are like a font of knowledge on this subject. And I guess as we get into this today, first off, before I do the question, I want to just reiterate, you can crowdfund, you can participate in this if you go to aliens expandedcom And as I'm sitting here, it's at about $90,000, which is pretty crazy so if you want to contribute to that there's some really good perks we'll get into how that works later but um as we're talking today consider you know pulling it up on your phone and, and contributing or on your computer but uh i guess ian so yeah. you know we we haven't really sp- i guess you and i haven't spoken personally yet and I, i'm wondering how does your history with aliens start and specifically how did your uh you know how did you get involved in this project um my history with aliens and alien particularly go, goes back to, I was a Empire magazine and I was an editor there. And like all of us on this this, this kind of uh, podcast, 
I was obsessed with Aliens from the moment I saw it. I saw it with my dad in 1986. I saw it in the cinema, the Odeon Fulham Road in London. And you know, I, was, I was a teenager and I'd, I'd seen Alien on, on VHS. I bunked off school and I'd seen it. I saw a double bill of The Thing and Alien in one afternoon. That was a pretty transforming day, I can tell you. That was kind of like life-changing. So it's kind of like, it's one of those things, like I had to see Aliens. It didn't matter what else was going on. You know, I just went, whatever else we're doing, I'm going to see Aliens. Even if I have to walk to London, I'm going to go and see it. My dad relented and he took me along. Actually, I think he loved it as well. And it was, as I'm sure you would agree, it was kind of everything I wanted it to be and enormous amounts more. It was kind of a very different film to Alien, but obviously the same world. It had a very different kind of tension. Um, and I remember, you know, for, from probably the moment they go into the nest until the very end, you know, finally when they're back in cryo, I don't think I breathed. I think I was kind of like, ah, sort of trapped in this kind of movie. And there's very few films that give me that kind of visceral experience. So it was enormously important to me. Coming out of that and then obviously working for Empire, I, I kind of like, I hugged the aliens world. I just kind of bullied my way into it. Anything that came up with Aliens retrospectives, the new films, we did Alien Resurrection in my time, um, you know, and various iterations of Prometheus and all the kind of various bits and pieces that have come on since. None have quite lived up to that original experiencing aliens. Um, I just kind of wanted to cover these films. And I love Ridley and I love James Cameron, but there's something a bit more than just my love of those directors. There's something about how evocative and provocative the world is, how it's visually you know, it mixes genres and it's atmospheric, it's dreamlike and it's gothic and it's kind of a, a future that looks worn out. And it's just, I mean, and starting to research aliens in terms of doing a documentary, it's just how realistic it is. You know, it's not far-fetched, aliens. It's, it's not fantasy. It, you know, I know there are kind of things in it that don't really exist, but I would not call it a fantasy film at all. And I think those things really resonate with me. So I just wanted to kind of express that, that that love. And that first opportunity came with the book, Alien Vault. The publishers had come to Empire and said, do you know anyone who can write a book about Alien? And I was virtually like grabbing the phone and shrieking down it. And they, they accepted me and it, and it went really well. It was really hard work. Um, but it was a fantastic journey that opened up Alien even more. And there was a time we, we did talk about doing Aliens Vault. And there were some... Uh, I think, kind of rights problems. It's a slightly more, all the rights of Alien were contained within 20th Century Fox as it was. Aliens, it was slightly different. So it became too expensive at that time to do, which is a shame because I would have loved to have done it. I've written opening chapters. I think a lot of the kind of things I was thinking about for that book may sneak their way into Aliens Expanded because it's kind of, that urge is still in me. And yeah, to leap forward in time, to do a jump cut, um, because I'd, I'd done, written the books and I'd been an empire, Robin and his team came to me to do some talking head stuff for um, a search of tomorrow. And while I talked about a few things, I think the backbone was aliens. And I had a long chat with David. I think it was like a three-hour interview, me and David just talking about science fiction and aliens. And I think Robin may have detected um, something he could he could use and play with and... I don't know how long ago it was, Robin. It was probably about eight months or nine months ago. He said, do you want to go for lunch? It was the 12th of February this yeah. year because I looked at my diary before we came on this show. Wow, 12th of February. It seems like yesterday and it seems like 10 years ago. It's, it's bizarre. We'd done, funny enough, we'd done a, a watch-along party with In Search of Tomorrow before Christmas. And they'd asked if I, if I would help host it and do a commentary. And we had a ball actually, you know, and I, I posited this ridiculous argument that Aliens is a Christmas film and, and tried to wind everybody up. Um, but my, my argument was not that it has Christmas trees in it or, you know, Christmas music. It's just a film you come back to almost seasonally to get a warm feeling in, in a strange way because it's, it's incredibly tense and terrifying. But it's a kind of a friend like a Christmas movie. That, that was my theory anyway. I'm not sure everyone would be bought into it. Um, but we had a really good fun time. And... I surprised myself that I could keep going as we went along through the film. And yeah, I don't know if you've done things like that, but it, it opens up. As soon as you start talking about the film, you're looking at scenes, you start thinking, well, look at that. And your brain starts going, well, there's that and there's that and that. And we kind of, suddenly you start going, I can do this for like four hours. 
And I think Robin was thinking like, there it is. That's what I need. And I need to kind of contain it and package it and sort it out a little bit and put it into a, a box that will work. And so we had this lunch and he said, how do you feel about turning your love of aliens into a documentary? And, you know, and it, as he said, it's like to take the kind of widescreen work that David's done on eras and make them kind of really microscopic and go right down into one single film. And I don't think we even argued about which film it should be. We both went aliens almost straight away over lunch because exactly as you know, Jamie has said, it's, it's, it's kind of, I think the one film in the franchise, even more than the original that fans hold on to and are passionate about, not that they don't like the original, but that's a bit more grand and austere and you know, very Ridley. I think aliens is your friend. Aliens is the one you, you kind of go into bat for aliens is the, the, DVD you will always have no matter what, you know, that Desert Island film. Um, and I think we've, we've talked about this a bit with, with Robin. I think if you're going to say, I've said, guys, you, you can only take one James Cameron film. You have to dispense with all the others. I wonder in the end, is the, that film going to be Aliens? Because I think it is the best one he's made. There, sorry, it's a very long answer, but that's, that's, that's how I've got here. And Robin, I know you and I have spoken before. That conversation was more about kind of what, what you were doing with Aliens Expanded and that project. But I want to get more into your version of Ian's story. Like, what is it for it's you? It's completely different. Is right? it? Okay. Think, like, yeah. Okay. Uh, Ian's completely misremembered it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> so I actually first met Ian when I was working on uh, the first documentary we produced under the Creative EC um label which was in search of the last action heroes and i was really struck um by just how much i liked him um and how knowledgeable and charismatic ian is but he has this humility um genuinely as a person which is very attractive for me as someone that wants to in order to make my dreams happen i need to build teams that are world class you know all of our projects punch above their weight and um, I've been really blessed with my team. I've been really blessed with David Weiner, who's executive producing uh, Aliens Expanded. And, uh, you know, I, I had my sort of eye on Ian um, and he came back for In Search of Tomorrow. Absolutely, you know, um, was fantastic. Um, and I was actually on the plane out to Hollywood um, for the premiere of In Search of Tomorrow. And I was really thinking about film documentaries and and what we'd achieved with our own projects but actually what i really wanted to see and what i really wanted to see hadn't been invented um and i drew a picture i was trying to find it it's somewhere it, um but basically I, I drew a picture on the plane and it was of a of an editing timeline but with aliens on it in like a three dimensions and i thought wouldn't it be cool if you could go in and you know if you were the camera could fly into scenes and unpack them and that was the original. That's why it's called expanded because we wanted all these elements of the film to sort of expand out, so you could go in and granular. And that was the whole concept behind it. And it it's iterated and evolved since then, and it's continuing to do that. But Aliens Expanded represents everything that we've learned in the last four and a half years as a company that is at the bleeding edge of collaborative entertainment. So I we work so closely with fans. It's unreal. And we've got better with each project at consulting them. So we've, with Aliens Expanded, I sat down with Ian. We mapped out an idea. Um, Ian put together a synopsis based on that. And before we went into crowdfunding, we went out to um, the fan communities. You know, you guys, a lot of the Facebook groups, um, Alien Theory, uh, the YouTube channel um and said look this is what we're doing but we want to do it with you you know we aren't going to project this onto aliens fans this needs to be something that alien fans want to see it's a manifestation of their fandom this is not for the casual viewer this is not for netflix okay we don't care about the general public this is for super fans if you're put off by the level of investment we're asking for you're not the right fit, you know, for Aliens Expanded. And everything we've done with this campaign is absolutely deliberate. We had thousands of Aliens fans sign up, sign up to our mailing list. We pushed out a really comprehensive survey, which went into detail about a lot of the different elements, including pricing, 
all of that kind of stuff. So everything we've done has been very data centric, but ultimately this is the goal. And there's two parts to this goal. We want to create something with the aliens fandom that heightens your collective experience of aliens. What I mean by that is after watching aliens expanded, you will absolutely go and rewatch aliens and it will be like, you've never seen it before. It will be like a new film for you. Second of all, I wanted to create something which you can hold, which has your name in it, which is a manifestation of your love and fandom for this project because it's real, because it matters. And that's created by you that you can feel that you've had um, some direct or indirect input. And that's never been done before. And that's the mission with Aliens Expanded. And it's, you know, I think it's the biggest single challenge I've ever set this team because Aliens fans know their shit, you know, like they yeah. know this stuff. So ultimately we want to deliver a really niche entertainment experience. And if you know, you know, and I was so nervous about launching this campaign. Now I'll give you a little story into how stressful launches are, right? I was very unhappy with the trailer. And we're launching on Tuesday the 6th, right? And I'm like a planning nutter. So I'm like, I plan everything. We've got deadlines and I'm, you know, we try and be very organized. And usually on a launch day, um, you know, we we go live at about 8 p.m. UK time, which is about midday Pacific. And normally we actually make the site live at about 2 p.m. And we have a few hours to do testing and a few backers come in early and then, you know, by about six, everything's ready. And then we actually go live at 8 p.m. We went live at 7.57 p.m. That's how down to the wire it was. And um, on the Friday night before the Tuesday, I was unhappy with the trailer. I was like, um, this isn't making me feel the way I want to feel as an Aliens fan. This isn't exciting me. And the four days leading up to the launch... We're very stressful, but we think we got the trailer to convey what we're looking to do. And this is very much what I call an interactive documentary because it's not give us your money, see you in a year. It's a whole experience all the way through the year. You're going to end up with 20 plus hours of entertainment. If you come to the live events, they'll be recorded so you can catch up with them if you can't make it. We really want to make this a unique experience for Aliens fans. That's never going to happen again. One and done you know and so um we've crafted this schedule we've got a series of vidcasts we can have tons of live q a's with cast and crew and um i i was so nervous i was probably the most nervous for this launch um and we did fifty thousand dollars in the first 24 hours and, and when you put months and months of work and planning into something and you're doing stuff that's new bringing in the fans, bringing in the fan communities from day one and, and consulting with them and almost sharing what you're trying to do so it's open to be criticized before you even launch. We'd never done it that way. And so it was huge validation that this is something that wants to be made. And I've been fortunate enough to have had some really good experiences in horror and in sci-fi that have blown my expectations. Like the last four and a half years of my life has just been the most incredible ride. Um, but I was the most nervous for this. And it was an incredible feeling after that first day because sometimes you know an idea needs to happen and this needs to happen. So that's a very long-winded answer, but <laughs> that's basically the where we're up to you know we're, we're we're just shy a day shy of a um we're six days into this campaign and i'm getting emails from really interesting people we've just had a few more cast announcements like this is going very well let's saddle up a palm hi sir it's very exciting uh it's hard to believe it's only been six days because you, the the amount of money raised has been pretty significant <laughs> well you the way crowdfunding works if you get it yeah. right you have a big spike at the beginning and then it sort of dies down and you're kind of like, you know, fighting, fighting every day. And then if we get it right, there'll be a big spike at the end. Um, but, you know, if you think about the rewards, the merchandise, the whole experience, um, you know, that takes investment. Um, and also, we don't want this to be an 18 month long project. We want this to be a 12 month, very focused 
project, people should look at our previous work and see the quality of our production values. And we don't under deliver on that front. And I want my personal goal is I want to redefine what a film documentary really is. It's a very, very small goal right there. But I have to say, as a fan, as you know, the first time we spoke, I was already a big fan of your work because of In Search of Darkness, part one and part two, which to me is like the ultimate movie night thing to sit down with friends because like everybody just sits there and you make a list as you're going of like, oh, shit, so much I fun. This. It's, it's so, so much, much fun. fun. Yeah. And your love yeah. for the material and, you know, your team's love for the material is written all over it. Um I want to get back to to the project and to format for a second because we did something, you know, on a much smaller scale, uh, on similar to this a few years ago. We did an extended series called Forty Miles of Bad Road, where we kind of took a look at aliens as something that wasn't just comfort food or wasn't just this legendary film that everybody kind of takes for granted because everybody loves it and it's very popular and it just works every time, you know. And we we try to break it down a little bit to lead up to this question at the end where we had a whole episode that was called is aliens overrated. And, um, that, that episode got, got like the most angry social media because uh, spoiler alert, we decided that it was not overrated, that it is as great <laughs> as we think it is, but the, burn your house down. <laughs> people were so angry that we were even asking that question, which I think is, is significant, right? Like that says something about the way we treat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm curious. Um, as you approach this project, Ian, yeah. how are you taking, you know, what format are you looking for and how are you looking into this movie in ways that people might not have already done themselves? Well, you, you kind of hit upon the central challenge and, you know, what is there new to say about aliens? You know, it's been very well served. It's been, you know, the, the, the DVD documentaries are excellent, Superior Firepower, or Charles's work. You know, the, the making of story has been really well told. So right from the beginning, me and Robin, we agreed this, this can't be a making of. You know, it will include making of elements. You know, by necessity, it will come draw on old stories, but it cannot be that. As it's a new species of documentary, it's not the 1985 January James Cameron sat down at a typewriter, you know, and then end with it's the Oscars and you know that you can't do that arc. So where it's different, I suppose, and similar to maybe where where you guys were coming from is we're starting with a finished film. We're saying, you've seen it already. We have this film. And we're almost sort of inverting the making of process by going back in it from now. So from the moment you sit down and watch it, that's almost the moment the film sort of begins in real time. Because it's about looking back. So it's about how it's lasted. Um, it's about the fabric of the film. So the backbone, essentially, although I wouldn't want this is, be thought of as the way the documentary solely works is a scene by scene analysis, but that that sort of doesn't do it justice. I think we're going to go into scenes and then go off at tangents as they allow us to and come back again. But that through line will be looking at the film from start to finish and pulling on certain points, and then going a long way away from the film to you know video games and RPGs and comic books and you know, all sorts of elements that have come off it, and then going back in again. So you're sort of coming out and going back in. And for me, you know, this, you know, one of the major questions for Aliens Expanded is why does Aliens Expanded need to exist? And you've got to prove you know, the need for Aliens Expanded. But I think already the way you guys have talked and the way you've said the fans respond to you tells you why Aliens Expanded needs to exist is we're trying to work out the magic that creates the love. We're trying to kind of get to that thing is that what is it in Aliens that's even more than alien creates this feeling and this this bond this this comes an old friend so we're trying to get into what is it and so for me the the kind of as much as the what happened is really important it's the why it happened how it happened and how we feel about it you know now so we're not just going to talk to cast and crew and get their memories and get their feelings and responses to it and hopefully ask some things in a different way so it's not just what was it like on set it's more like you know how do your family respond to it? What, when was the last time you watched it? How do you feel about it? And then the responses it has, which might be quite different for those involved. But we're also going to go out to, uh, you know, critics and experts and even sort of scientists and all sorts of different kinds of people and get their viewpoints to have a look at this film and go, what is it? You know, we're, we're being a bit like Bishop in a way. We're kind of pulling open the face hugger and we're kind of getting in there amongst the gloop. And, but we want to nerd out. We want to nerd out together on this movie, you know, and, 
Yeah, but like at a premium level. Uh, well, I mean, absolutely. I mean, it's it's going to be super smart, but super accessible. You know, it's doing important things. And uh, what I'm always impressed by and, and a bit in awe of is the level of the way fandom interacts with the film. It isn't we love it. It's really serious consideration from fandom right across the board. And I, that's what I, you know, we were saying at the beginning, we really want to tap into. I call it the hive mind. And I want to really draw on you know, years of work that you guys put in and then say, well, all this exists because of aliens. Why? And what is it that you guys kind of get excited about? Why are we sitting here right now talking about it? And hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll come up with that. We'll come up probably with a hundred different reasons and you'll go away. As, as Robin said, what I want more than anything is people to finish watching it and they go straight away and watch Aliens again. And go, yeah, of course. Or you, know, you want to disagree with it or you want to kind of get into it. That's what it's there for. We're that conversation you want to have about Aliens. Outstanding. I'm going to use a deck of cards. So with that, my yeah. question would be, you know, as someone who's written and directed and released a feature length documentary, oftentimes the story you might want to get might not be the story you end up getting. The project I was involved with was very serious and very has to do with very, very serious things about things that happen in, in churches, whatever. But with this type of project, it, it is out of the gate more celebratory, number one. Yeah, you can't curate your responses. You don't kind of know, know what people are going to say because there's such a, a a a well of opinion in terms of why people love it. People might love it for aliens, for the games, or for the the weapons, for the xenomorphs, for the the marines, and then people like me, I tend to enjoy aliens on more of a psychological, emotional level for what the character of Ripley does in the journey that she's on. So all of that said, how do you guys tell your story not knowing what people are going to say? Okay. How do you how do you foster that story? Yeah. In Because oftentimes, as you know, documentaries can sometimes sometimes take years. Obviously, in this case, it's not that's not the case. You're going to have people you know, you're going to be interviewing people and getting um, what they have to say about the film and then kind of moving on to the next person. So how do you guys curate that story, your story, as you go, not really fully knowing what that story is? Um, that's a really good question. In some ways, you're sort of the heart of the documentary dilemma. You know, what do, what do you know and what don't you know? And... And I hope there's a lot that I don't know, and I hope there's a lot that will change. I, I honestly want to say that because, yeah, I don't say this yeah, in, in sort of humble, braggy way. There's a lot I don't know about aliens, and that's one of the reasons why I want to make the documentary because I want to find it out. And that's not just stories I've never heard. That's about people's responses to it and how they feel about it. And everyone's feelings are unique, and you want to tap into that. But I do think also there is a universality to it. I, I think... There are major things in it. You talked about Ripley and her emotional journey. I think Cameron is very gifted at tapping into a universal feeling. All his films are about family in the end. All his films are about emotional bonds as much as they're about action and all the kind of sci-fi stuff. You look at them, yeah, he's brilliant at, at universal themes. So it's you know, the great theme of aliens is motherhood and survival. And they're kind of very human things. So I think... Although people give me different responses to those, I think I know those are going to be strong elements to it. There will also be you know, what the elements I will impose upon it, the, the structure I will impose upon it to, to get us from start to finish, where you'll get all these different responses and you'll have to curate them, as you say, in a certain organised manner that makes sense. So in, in a sense, as an author of the documentary, I will have to kind of make sense of the chaos and you know, give it some, some momentum and excitement and pleasure. But I think one of the rules, you know, me and Robin agreed on with, with whoever we interview, they've got to be an enthusiast and they've got to be into it, you know, um, because otherwise I don't want the kind of someone who's going to critically pull it apart, you know, as clever as they might be. Uh, that's going to weigh it down. We're not coming from that point of view. That's been done. Um, and I think we're almost post that anyway, because I think the film is a classic now. And we're judging it as a classic and what makes it a classic. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I hope a lot of new things will come to light and exciting things. 
I hope to learn some stories from set that maybe we've never heard before and filter them in. And But also, uh, I've got an idea of what I think it wanted to say. And I, I think it will say those things. You know, I will sort of get them in there and, and we'll see. But, I, you know, it's... It's an adventure making this documentary. So we could get do this in a year's time. We get back together and I'll go, you know, I said all those things, but it's completely different now. It's you know, you know what's cool. What's cool with this is that it, it is an adventure, but it's one that we take the backers on with us. Because that dialogue that we form doesn't stop when we finish the campaign. It really begins. Um, you know, you asked a very pertinent question around how we plan these documentaries. Of course, we have a structure. We have points that we work on when we go into interviews. They're heavily researched. Questions are very thought through. However, you get wonderful, magical accidents. People come out of the woodwork. Um, people say things you never expected, reveal things. Sometimes your whole perspective on a subject will change based on what you hear and that's really exciting um you know i can certainly say the way that we plan you know in search of darkness or in search of tomorrow it's very detailed planning very detailed that's why i think they're so strong because um you know we don't just turn up with the same questions um and i think with uh, aliens expanded because this is a new challenge and because we want to get you as enthused as we are about this we will be looking for that energy we will be looking for those insights um you know this is a celebration but it's a critical celebration and i mean that in a positive sense we want to pull apart elements we want to show you things and make you think about things in a way that you might not have considered you know but in an entertainment way ultimately this is an entertainment product um and like ian said you know it's we don't want someone we don't want to interview someone who's going to rip things apart or be too cool for school or too clever because that's not what we want to hear as fans i always know if there's a little bit of fear in me right and i go all in on every project i do and there's a little bit of fear in me with aliens expanded because anytime you journey into the unknown and this is a brand new format, but we are literally going in off some amazing momentum and doing things never done before. These fan consultations, the way we brought the community around this, I can't point to anyone else doing that. Um, and it's going to see, you're going to feel this in the end product. Now, when you look at something on Netflix, we look at a documentary done by a studio, it's done for you. You go, here you go. We hope you like it. N not with our work this is done with you this is the opposite of broadcasting this is narrow casting um and with that and because of things like crowdfunding we get to create at a premium level for the few if you're one of the people or one of the close to 700 people in the first week of this campaign that have supported and pre-ordered the aliens expanded experience this is for you it's just for you all right, and and that's why we get to do what we do, um, because we're so focused on the audience, and that gives us um, it's a real privilege. But also, give we don't have to go like in 1986. Like you already know this stuff, you know. Um, and I love that model. I, I find it fascinating, liberating. Um, you know, you mentioned in Search of Darkness being fun. That's it was designed to be like super fun we're doing part three part three is almost finished now that comes out um, at the end of this year that's five hours <laughs> all right so the in search of darkness just for the 80s that trilogy is going to clock in at just over 14 hours and it's just people have it on in the background but i think it's a very different thing with aliens expanded because it's almost inverting that it's almost going instead of going wide let's go super deep and let's nerd out and let's have a party and bring all the cool kids, all the elite Aliens fans. Let's bring all of them together and give them a unique experience. And that's what we are doing. And the momentum we're getting with this campaign, being on this show, even building relationships with both of you, right? Like it's, it's my dream. And this project's so important to me because... I really think we have a big shot at nailing it. And I think if we get it right, it will change how film documentaries can happen and we can run it, we can go again. 
we can choose something else and do this again. Creator VC has, has really been a trailblazer in this arena of you know crowdfunded, crowd-consulted filmmaking. And I, I can't really think of other production companies that have really done it, especially not at the scale that you've done it. How did that start? Was this were you in more conventional filmmaking before this, Robin? Yeah, or was this I mean I, I'd started off my career. So I'm what I'm I'm gonna be 45 in December. So my you know my life's vocation was documentaries. So I started off in TV uh, in factual entertainment, went around the world making documentaries. And then I got into my 20s and I got really into business. So I ran a production company and a media company. And then in my 30s, I kind of fell out of love with it all. And I found myself a bit lost in my mid-30s. And I was doing things. I didn't know why I was working on them. I didn't care about them. And during that time, I was getting really into like nostalgia, like VHS cover art and old movies from the 80s. And I discovered a YouTuber called Ollie Harper, uh, Oliver Harper's retrospectives. And I used to watch his, I used to binge watch all his retrospectives. I used to have friends over for a movie night and we watched the movie and then watch Ollie's retrospectives. And I ended up at this sort of um, you know, late 30s wondering where, how did my life, where did I sort of go wrong? Why am I not doing the things that make me alive? Um, and I, I thought, you know what, I'm, I, I ended up becoming very friendly with Ollie and, and um, we, I took him up. I, he had a podcast and I took him on tour um, on this podcast. And we went to a comic con in Birmingham. I remember walking around the comic con going, you know what? There's no real commercial opportunities for your YouTube channel here. And I said to him, you know what? You know what we should do? We should crowdfund a documentary, a feature documentary, something that we can build and bring the audience together and, and sell it. He was like, okay. I said, what do you want to do it on, Ollie? He went, how about 80s action movies? And the next day, um, I ordered office space. And I remember the first day working on this project. And I'm all in. I'm an all in kind of guy. And I was like, this feels right. This feels like what I should be doing. And that was back in uh, like March, April, April 2018. And it's been this roller coaster ride. So In Search Last Action Heroes was a, was a really amazing journey. Um, but things really kicked off when we did um, In Search of Darkness. And I remember I did a little viral video and like it just went nuts. Neil Gaiman re re retweeted it. it. just And I was like, wow. And that led to like a Hollywood premiere at Beyond Fest. And suddenly I'm sitting there in front of like 600 people in the cinema packed out with all these 80s horror stars. And I'm, and I'm getting major like imposter syndrome. I'm like, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> Um, but it changed my life. And then In Search of Tomorrow became the highest grossing crowdfunded documentary in history, 75 contributors, another Hollywood premiere. And it's like, actually, this is where I belong. And I, and, and I now look at what I do. Um, and I say this with humility, I'm trying to build something that it doesn't exist. I, I, um, I really see a vision, have a vision for what collaborative entertainment can be. It's a manifestation of fandoms. We are let down by the networks. They don't consult us. They make decisions not based on us a lot of the time. Let's invert that. Let's make world-class content for niches, you know? And we're living in an environment now where social media is incredibly polarizing. Do you guys have Instagram? All right? I yeah, bet do, your... Yeah. Okay, so I bet your personal Instagram feed is like your fingerprint. I bet nobody in the world has the same amount of as the same exact um, interests that you have in terms of the exact accounts that you follow. And with that um, uh, polarization, you get these pockets of interest, these pockets of engagement. And that is the opportunity to do what I'm doing. Um, and Aliens Expanded is really the culmination of four and a half years of work to deliver something which is an intimate experience. And so, you know, we're... We, when we're in Forbes or in Hollywood Reporter or that, you know, it's wild to me because this started off as an idea, you know, but I've realized now that, that it's a, you know, and I say collaborative entertainment. I mean, the team I've got is amazing. And the last word I want to say on this is there's extrinsic motivation and intrinsic and intrinsic motivation is you would just do this anyway. You, you've got a podcast, right? That you've been committed to for years that's really professional that you can see is the real deal. That's intrinsic motivation. 
And when you combine intrinsic motivation with like a commercial business that can operate and do stuff, that's the dream. And it's the hardest I've ever worked, but I'm so grateful for this experience. And I just want to keep ratcheting ratcheting it up and seeing how far I can take this. Um, And, uh, you know, so far, so good. But it's with great humility, especially with aliens, because I'm going into an arena where people identify with this ip it becomes part of their identity for a lot of people it's you know they have tattoos it's there's not many films that generate that level of impact exactly exactly right patrick shang is great tattoo and guns by the way good guns but like um uh so we go in with great humility great respect but i want to i want everyone to come out the other side of this project and be like wow we've made a piece of history and to feel that intimacy with the end product like eventually in a, in a year and a bit's time you guys will hold something in your hands which has your name in it that you know you are part of the journey you're never going to put that on ebay you're never going to sell it it's going to be in your room amongst your collectibles and it will be an heirloom and that's how i know we do the right thing whenever we release a project we get thousands of social posts people take taking pictures of the names and the credits, putting up the posters, all of that kind of stuff. And it's a positive force. This is a, um, without wanting to sound um, silly, it's an act of love. It's an act of devotion. It's like, we love this stuff because it's very hard to do all these things. You're dealing with a lot of um, uh, things outside of your control. You know, In Search of Tomorrow happened during the pandemic. That was incredibly challenging. Most of our contributors are in their 60s and 70s or older. So that was so hard making that happen. And I was like, well, I love that film now. It's been really well received by the backers and the wider audience. And that taught me so much. That taught me the power of intrinsic motivation, the power of knowing that you have to do this. And that's how I feel about Aliens Expanded. So sorry for the sort of long-winded answer, but that's just how it is. It's like, Go big or go home, and I'm all in. It's inside the complex. Oh, you're just reading me. No, no, it ain't you. They're inside, inside the perimeter. They're in here. Hudson, stay cool. Vasquez? Kind of a, a general final question as we move towards wrapping. I can't believe, I feel like we just started talking, and it's just about been an hour already. Aliens is the fire everyone gathers around. It's it's one of those things that it means different things for different people, but it also brings people together in ways so many other movies don't. It's that, what you were talking about, Ian, It's and Robin, It's there's something about this movie. And there's something so specific to this movie that even the studios have been like, how do we recreate this? And most famously, you have recently Zack Snyder's... Um, Army of the Dead, which was a complete riff off Aliens. I mean, from I didn't, yeah, plot. I didn't like. I thought it was too blatant. Yeah, it's very blatant. I, it took me out of the movie, honestly. It really did. Yeah. It took me out of the movie. But what's interesting about that is Aliens is so infectious that it's everywhere. It's in everything, whether it's Stranger Things or Army of the Dead yeah. or so many other movies. Halo. And yeah, yeah. There's so much. Even James Cameron's, you know, films after, there's so much. I mean, he continues to work with Sigourney Weaver. There's uh, an alchemy going on there. But certainly the alchemy of aliens is specific to it. So with that, what surprises you or has surprised you so far in this journey in terms of a fandom? What have you seen or discovered or read that surprised you that you didn't expect? I've actually got an answer. You can go first if you want. I can't talk too specifically yet because obviously we're, we're only setting out, and there's lots of stuff we're going to get into the into the into the film. What has been surprising to me, um, and I sort of alluded to it earlier, is how good it is. And I don't mean that patronisingly. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't believe you were you knew what you, your stuff, but it really is seriously good. And you start reading stuff, and I, I've been down black holes. You know, about Vasquez. I can spend a whole day reading about Vasquez and go off at like tributaries. And there's a whole novel being written about, you know, uh, Vasquez. And I, I, made, I made contact with B. Castro and she's really exciting and exciting. I thought we've got to get her in. And so I think it's just like, and 
and it's not just a film and it kind of is just a film and not just a film at the same time because it, the film is the source of it all and it's the stone in the pond um it's funny i i, I read a book about alien and alien is is the source material it's the source code of all of this and you know what cameron would tell you straight away is that i made aliens because i loved alien i loved ridley scott i that design of that film made me mad you know it was so good it made him mad Everything kind of makes James Cameron mad, and that's what drives him. Um, so he came out when I'm, I've, you know, I've got a mate, and then famously, obviously, he was meeting with Walter Hill and David Guider, and they, they said, "Oh, that's kind of sequel," and he just went, "I'm going to do this," and I love that, and I love that kind of that Cameronness about the sequel, not just its content, its energy, and the effect it has. It's a kind of Cameron effect on us all, where we become James Camerons once we've watched the film. And I love that about the fan community, because as you say, as soon as you said, is Aliens overrated? They were almost banging on your door, you know, in, in rage and upset, because everyone out there is a James Cameron, as far as Aliens is concerned. They, they give their heart and soul for it. And I'm just amazed by that. And I kind of knew it, there was a fandom, and I knew people loved the film. I mean, I, I was, it's a story I'd like to tell when I first saw it, maybe the second time or the first time, but I sat in a cinema, in, in Humble Simmer in England, and the scene where Burke shuts the door on Ripley and Newt, this guy at the back of the cinema just shouted, screamed across the choir, you bastard, you dusty bastard. He completely lost any idea of film and cinema and reality. It just gone. He was in the moment and he was physically reacting. And I was, I don't know, 15 or 16, whenever I, how old I was, and I thought, God, that's incredible. That is just a film can have, you know, can have that effect. And that's kind of what's going on in fandom. That guy at the back of the cinema is all of fandom. They're shouting at Burke. And I love the character of Burke, by the way. And I, I want to do a whole thing about how good Paul Reiser is and how important that character is. So we're going to do that in the documentary because he's a bit under, under kind of sold, I think, in the discussions of aliens. I think there's a lot to say about Burke. But I just want, and what has been awe inspiring and what I want to get from you guys in the hive mind. Is that Cameronist and that enthusiasm and that knowledge and that energy? Uh, I'm going to be a bit of a vampire, I think. I'm going to suck it all up out of you and get it into the documentary and take a lot of credit for all your, all your cleverness and all your heart. I'm going to run away with it and be triumphant. Um, but honestly, it's, it's so exciting in the sense of the most reassuring thing for me, and it's terrifying making this documentary because it's such a big subject. The most reassuring thing is that I kind of have this huge safety net of this kind of world and these people who know it. And I can, you know, there are going to be moments where I think, I don't know this. And I'm just going to email you. I'm going to go, what do you think? And you're going to go, well, and probably have some kind of really long conversation about something. But that's exactly what I want. That's going to be the journey. The, the, the observation for me, honestly, having worked with various fandoms and, you know, we, we read about toxic fandoms and, all of that kind of stuff. And, and to a degree, we've had to experience that with with our own projects. It just comes with the territory. What's really surprised me is just how welcoming um, yeah. the fan communities have been, like surprising. It's almost as if they've been waiting for some someone to come along and do what we're doing. And I'm making friends on this project. I'm working with people that I like. It's not that we just have loads in common, but we just both dig the same thing, you know, and, and having just one title to look at, it's like, well, it, you're already at the table, you know, um, and I haven't experienced that before. Um, and yeah, like it's just... In, I, I know what it feels like when you get traction and it's the best feeling in the world and this project has traction. Our job now is to take that spark and turn it into a fire and keep that momentum driving forward all the way through the production. You know, And we're going to get to hang out with backers. Backers are going to get to hang out with us, cast and crew, You know, see you guys. You guys are going to come and join us for, for a vidcast, I'm sure, at some point um so yeah like it's 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 um you know like i said earlier like i really think this is an act of love it's a celebration it's bringing everybody together around something we all care about and what's more fun than that agreed and i i really think if there is a pure and wonderful religion out there it could be aliens 
because the best religion brings people together and celebrates yes. and yes. the best religion is centered around love and i really believe aliens is that love it's that beating heart of the community and i also think this says a lot about the films that have come afterwards me and patrick and most of us at Perfect Organism love Alien 3. We think it's fully underrated, um, but it's definitely a darker tale for for. It's so going to do a big cast on Alien 3. You're going to join us for a big cast on Alien Yeah, we had a whole series on, on Alien 3 and whatever, yeah. but Aliens is so specific and so unique that the the studio, I mean, Fox before and now Disney now, they're still trying to figure out how that worked. They're still trying to figure out what that magic was, and they haven't been able to yet. There hasn't been a film that has really conjured in any way what James Cameron conjured in Aliens, and it's it's a phenomenal thing. And, you know, you have, you know, so many of us were brought into Aliens because of our fathers, most, most of us on perfect organism have stories about our fathers introducing us to aliens that's what happened to me my yeah dad, my dad literally rented me the video i must have been about 12 or 13 and it blew my mind yeah yeah I, I mean i remember watching it on television with my father and him looking at me as i see ripley with the eggs and there's so much interweaved into this experience it's not just a movie it's family it's love it's yeah. the fire we all gather around so i really think that uh you guys are, have tapped into something really beautiful and we're excited to see where you go i, I wish we could continue talking but i know we have to wrap but i just want to thank you guys for coming on but also before we leave Tell people how they can get involved. Please go to the website, aliens-expanded. Check out the trailer. If you scroll down the page, there's a Q&A video with myself, um, Ian, and executive producer David Weiner. There's a whole bunch of information on what we're building with you. Um, and we're on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And it's at aliens-expanded, one word. Um, we'd love to hear from you, um, and we're so grateful um, to Jamie and Patrick from Perfect Organism for yeah, uh, yeah, being part of this journey with us, allowing us to come onto their awesome show. Um, and, uh, you know, onwards and upwards. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for coming on, and we yes. are so excited to see what happens. Let's rock! To find out more information about Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast, please go to www.perfectorganism.com. If you would like to support the show, please go to www.perfectorganism.com forward slash support. Thank you. <laughs>